Support for Healthcare Americana comes from Freedom HealthWorks. With Freedom HealthWorks, physicians, employers, and patients can thrive in direct care. Visit FreedomHealthWorks.com to start your journey into direct care today. From Freedom HealthWorks, it's Healthcare Americana, a show about innovators, idealists, and pioneers in healthcare. These are their stories. I'm Christopher Haven, and on today's show, I'm joined by Dr. Keith Smith, the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, and James Donovan with the Free Market Medical Association. We've heard multiple guests reference Dr. Smith's work and leadership in the direct care community, most notably with the co-founding of the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. This facility has been making waves in the medical community since posting their prices in 2009, making it easy to find those prices. Dr. Smith is undoubtedly a legend in our movement, appearing on CNBC, Fox Business, Fox News, multiple appearances on Capitol Hill, and he's a pretty entertaining Twitter follow. With Dr. Smith is James Donovan, who we've met before, and as a refresher, James is the Executive Director of the Free Market Medical Association. These gentlemen are here to discuss a grand vision, healthcare entrepreneurship as the antidote to a broken healthcare system, and how we can all be a part of it at their upcoming annual conference. There are people who are still scratching their head trying to figure out how does the free market apply to this industry. And here we are having a meeting, taking a real deep dive in how to apply the principles of entrepreneurship to this. So we've gone way beyond where we started with these ideas for sure. So, Jim, let me ask you, what does healthcare entrepreneurship as the antidote to the broken healthcare system actually mean? Well, of course, we are strong proponents of the free market and how restoring the free market to healthcare, we feel can be the antidote for most of the problems, if not all the problems in the current healthcare system. And if you look at how markets work, we also believe that the entrepreneur plays really one of the most key roles in driving uh, the market economy. And the more regulated, the more government controlled an economy becomes, the less, the more entrepreneurship is really crowded out of the picture. So the central role of the entrepreneur is to look into the future and uh, decide, make decisions about what consumers will value in the future. And really they become facilitators of consumer value. And uh, the entrepreneur and the role of the entrepreneur is also where market prices emerge in the free market. Uh, So I think what we see is as as more uh, government regulation has taken over the healthcare system, entrepreneurs in the true sense of the word have been pushed out of the picture We've seen doctors that have become more employees of big corporate hospitals. Uh, There's not a lot of competition between insurance carriers. So we have a small number of big insurance carriers dominating the industry. We have a small number of pharmacy benefit managers dominating the industry. And that those all are results of uh, more cronyism and less entrepreneurship. And so a few months ago, Dr. Smith gave a really great talk, I thought, at the AAPS conference about how physicians need to think like entrepreneurs. And we got the idea that we need to build on that and really uh, talk about how this role of entrepreneurship can, can go obviously to physicians, but also to the employers because every employer is playing a role as an entrepreneur in the marketplace. And uh, individuals are also 
uh, taking control of their health care in the free market. So I think that's sort of the mindset where, we, where we're coming from. Uh, also, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, a true entrepreneur is looking for opportunity and creating opportunity uh, and making a profit based on making you know, good decisions. Whereas in the uh, crony capitalist uh, marketplace, that opportunity becomes more opportunism. And I think that's what we're really seeing in healthcare today for the most part is opportunism versus uh, innovation and opportunity. So with that, I'll let Dr. Smith sort of add to that or you, you can take it from there. Yeah, James, I appreciate that. You, you covered a lot of ground there and, and I just want to make sure we, we unpack all those different elements. I mean, this is a, it's a pretty bold statement. Um, you're dealing with entrepreneurship and healthcare. Um, I love the, the antidote to the broken healthcare system. And so you laid out a, a few reasons why the healthcare system is, is considered broken. Dr. Smith, anything to add to that as far as how did we get here into this broken type of a healthcare system and what that means for doctors, patients? Yeah, James's answer is uh, excellent. I don't have much to add. I, I would like to add, though, that uh, physicians are not accustomed to thinking entrepreneurially. Uh, hospitals are allergic to thinking entrepreneurially. Um, you know, this whole idea of surprise medical billing that has gripped media, um, all of that is, uh, is so anti-entrepreneurial you know, the entrepreneur's job is to, as James said, look into the future and basically say, here, here is something that, you know, can be done, something that's new, and here is a price that's attached to it to really expose uh, their value and, and their capital to the public for either um, an indictment or endorsement. And, you know, when hospitals say, we, you know, we don't know how much the surgery costs until after the surgery is over, that, that's an, an example of anti-entrepreneurialism. And, and I've seen that in a lot of physician colleagues. They, they really are having a hard time wrapping their mind around, how do I say, here is what I do and here's how much it is and let the market judge me. Uh, I think one of the goals for this conference for the physicians and for the facility owners and managers is to embrace this uncertainty. Last year, our theme was burn your ships. This is a great follow-on. You know, after you burn your ships, then uh, rather than be fearful of the uncertainty that's in front of you, truly look at it, as James said, as an opportunity. I think also it will give some insight uh, to the business owners and self-funded plan owners and managers in the room in a vindicating way uh, the extent to which they have been entrepreneurial. And, and I think it will be good for the physicians to visit with true entrepreneurs one of the conversations we continue to have is the old chicken and egg. You know, does the, yep. the free market surgery center or hospital appear uh, and then hope that the buyers show up? You know, if we build it, will they come? Uh, the, other, the other side is, you know, is there a way to actually identify, you know, is there a demand for fairly priced, non-price gouging services? And the people who can solve that and reduce the amount of uncertainty that exists are all going to be in the room. And so, really, you mean you would buy from me if I didn't rip you off? All of those players are going to be in the room. And I think we also will place the facilitators, the middlemen, 
who are necessary and who do bring value in a much more clear light uh, with our theme of entrepreneurialism because those middlemen that actually bring the buyers and sellers together in a meaningful way and add value I think will be seen uh, in a better light and in a much more clear light. And that those are the ideas I had uh, in my head when we picked this theme. Mm-hmm. So you touched upon uh, the Free Market Medical Association uh, annual conference is coming up soon. It's at the end of April. I love the theme last year, the burn the ships mentality, because that is a. Uh, it just has this this visual of hey, we're all in. There's no retreat from this. How was it received last year? How was that theme received? And why the theme this year? It's a little less bombastic. Uh, It it really is. Any feedback from the burn the ships days all the way uh, (laughs) to what we're looking at today? I mean, has has the movement come that far where we don't need to uh, have the burn the ship mentality or do we still need that type of mentality? I think that if you read about entrepreneurialism, uh, and you and you study it. If anything, this year's theme is much more radical uh, than burn the ships. Um, there, there is a been a long debate about even defining entrepreneurship and entrepreneurialism. Ludwig von Mises said every man and woman alive is an entrepreneur because they act in the face of uncertainty, uh, and that that is how he ultimately defined an entrepreneur. So if you study entrepreneurship and you realize that there is this studied embrace of uncertainty with a plan of action, uh, that is is a very um, sophisticated, elegant, but I would suggest even more radical manifestation and extension of burn the ships. Burn the ships was a bit of a risk as a theme uh, because it was so radical but the end result was exactly like it's been at the end of every FMMA meeting where everyone walked out inspired uh, and ready to uh, take on risk and be more bold. Uh, I think this year with the cast of characters that are, that are speaking, you know, these are the world experts on entrepreneurship that are going to be speaking at this meeting. I think people will have a very sophisticated understanding of what does it really mean to burn your ships? What does it mean to embrace and understand and quantify risk? I think when people leave this meeting, they'll be inspired, but they will also realize they've heard maybe an even more bombastic and radical message than what they heard last year. Interesting take on it. Interesting take on it. Dr. Smith, wanted wanted to follow up uh, with something you said a little earlier about a lot of physicians, in your opinion, don't have the entrepreneurial kind of mindset is that something that is learned or is that something that's a personality trait in today's physicians? You know, there are multiple aspects to it. My theory is uh, that it's uh, basically a psychological problem, but it's also downstream of the training that we receive. And, and, I, and I believe that physicians many times apply the risk aversity uh, that is so appropriate uh, in the clinical management of patients to the business side of the practice. I think also that physicians are surrounded with teams of people who constantly tell them, ah, focus on the medicine. We'll take care of the money part. So, uh, you know, you talk to, talk to the average physician and you start talking about these things and say, oh, no, I hire people to worry about the money part. 
And, <laughs> and they have and no so, idea. <laughs> yeah, they really don't know. And, and what they really don't understand is they are abandoning uh, their patients uh, with that stance because no one, I don't think anyone can be a financial advocate uh, for patients uh, any better than the one who is also their medical advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's a cop out. Uh, I think for physicians to, you know, I just have somebody else take care of all the money. I don't, I don't worry about that. And it's done a real disservice, I think, to patients. And the industry uh, has become just a beast that looks very much like something that's managed by people who, by and large, could care less about patients. And it is, it is completely right. the fault of uh, subsidies and other insanity that's inflicted on a spy Uncle Sam. It's a pretty complex payment system when you start to peel away the layers. Um, James, I want to ask you, um, with what we're kind of talking about, this theme of entrepreneurship and healthcare, um, with your work with the FMMA and then planning this conference and getting the slate of speakers up and going, was it tough to find the entrepreneurs in that, that uh, new way of thinking within the current healthcare industry as you were planning this? Well, I think a lot of the people that are part of the FMMA are already entrepreneurial thinkers, and that's why they're part of our movement. So, uh, no, I don't think it was very difficult to get a number of great speakers. And as Dr. Smith mentioned, we have a really good contact with um, Peter Klein from Baylor University and Per Bylan from Oklahoma State, who are highly prolific economic minds who write for Entrepreneur Magazine. They speak to a lot of companies. So they are going to be able to take a lot of the ideas of how the economics of entrepreneurship can be applied um, Mm -hmm. maybe more clearly within, you know, the medical sphere. But the people that are part of the Free Market Medical Association, especially as Dr. Smith said, a lot of the uh, very valuable facilitators and middlemen out there are doing great work and we have a number of them coming. We have very entrepreneurial-minded uh, brokers that will be there. The entrepreneurial-minded CEOs when it comes to healthcare will be there talking about how they have really taken this mindset to lower their health costs for their employees. So I think, I think we have a really good uh, group of people coming to the event. Yeah, and before I ask about who's speaking and, and kind of the lineup and, and ask you guys to give us a little bit more detail of what the, what the conference and what the weekend looks like, I just want to point out the fact, which you said there, that so many times, especially in the, in the direct primary care world where Freedom HealthWorks operates a lot of times, we kind of get a sideways glance like, oh, who are you guys? You're not a, you're not a, are you guys trying to get into doctor's pockets here? And so it's refreshing to know that once this new kind of cohort of physicians are looking at this, people understand that, hey, it's okay to ask for help and that there are a lot of companies and people out there who are interested in doing the right thing for physicians. So appreciate you guys bringing all parties who are invested in this movement together. Doctors obviously are going to be leading the charge here, but uh, it's okay to ask for help at times. So, so, James, give us a rundown of what kind of speakers you have and what people can really expect by, uh, by tuning in and attending the conference. Yeah, so as we have done in the past, we have a number of keynote speakers that will be there. Uh, the first one is Dr. Larry Van Horn from Vanderbilt University. He was really the primary architect of the executive order that was signed by Donald Trump last year. He's a strong advocate for 
cash markets and, and returning uh, cash buyers to the healthcare system as a way to lower cost. He'll be there speaking. As I said, I think we have about three or four CEOs that will be there that we're going to have you interview and basically do a live audience version of Healthcare Americana podcast. I can't wait. I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm excited to do that. So, uh, <laughs> going to be asking the uh, yeah, tough questions. To <laughs> talk, talk to some of those CEOs about their experience in working with facilities like the Surgery Center of Oklahoma and others out there will be very informative. And then we'll have breakout sessions as well that will be geared more specifically toward employers, some for employers, some for uh, surgeons and DPC doctors to go into a little bit more detail about how some of their colleagues have been successful. One story in particular I'm really excited about is that we have a member uh, called Sona Pharmacy from North Carolina, and this is basically a pharmacy that uh, got fed up with the whole process of dealing with uh, third-party administrators that were not free market friendly and pharmacy benefit managers. So they basically decided to start their own pharmacy benefit management company. So doing some very entrepreneurial things. I will also have a panel of some providers that are doing things that people have traditionally said could not be done by the free market, like uh, ER services and uh, transplants, a current health that does bundled cash pricing for major transplant procedures, uh, the Oklahoma proton therapy here that are also working with self-insured employers to offer cash services for cancer treatment. So I think there's just a lot of great things that are happening. And those are just a few of the things Dr. Smith might could add to that. But of course, you know, a lot of people come to hear from Dr. Smith and Jay Kempton, the founders of the FMMA, and sort of have an opportunity to pick their brain and ask them questions is always a great thing for people to come to our conference to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dr. Smith, so who should be attending this conference? Is this just physicians? Is this anybody who's interested? People just finding out? People who already know about this? I think this is a useful uh, meeting for all different kinds of people, uh, it might surprise you uh, for me to say the person that probably uh, would benefit the least from this meeting, although many of them are there, are the doctors. The real beneficiaries of this meeting truly are the idea people, the third-party administrators, the self-funded employers, uh, and the people who manage those plans. And the, the people who are in charge of or manage a facility that would like to actually quit price gouging patients. Many times the, the physicians who do attend are physicians who either own or control uh, a facility uh, that's interested in entering the space. There, really? are a lot of, there would be a lot of direct primary care uh, doctors there. There always are. Right. Uh, they tend to be very entrepreneurial and open-minded uh, to all these ideas. And, it, and it's been a great resource for them as well as the facility managers. Um, we continue to receive many referrals from direct primary care doctors from all over the country and many times because they've attended this conference. So I, I just want to, I want to stress that, I mean, there would be think tanks there. There would be stop loss carriers, uh, ERISA lawyers, this is an industry meeting, and the physicians 
uh, I encourage physicians to come because it's helpful to understand the language of the industry uh, in order to change it. And lately, I've become really intrigued with uh, Marty McCary's uh, characterization of the self-funded industry as the most powerful proxy buyer. So, you know, an individual patient says, I don't know how much my tonsillectomy should be. Well, there are giant self-funded companies that are out there shopping for tonsillectomies and basically creating a, a market uh, and, and serving ultimately as proxy buyers uh, that, that individual patients then will, will be able to rely on. So it's going to be a very, uh, very interesting uh, meeting. And again, it's, ra- it's radical. I mean, there, there are people who are still scratching their head trying to figure out how does the free market apply to this industry? And here we are having a meeting, taking a real deep dive in how to apply the principles of entrepreneurship to this. So we've gone way beyond where we started with these ideas for sure. Right. James mentioned uh, something really intriguing, and we love to see that too, because when we look at this and we talk to people, they always want to pick it apart saying, well, what if, I, what if I'm in a car wreck and I, I get taken to a hospital? I don't have any, have any discretion about that. But with cash ERs, I mean, that, that plugs a major gap in really building kind of this alternate, um, an alternative to an insurance-based care system. So, in your guys' opinions, are all of the necessary you know, components to build an alternate to, a, to our health insurance system, are all these people going to be there in one room together? There would be a lot of them there. Um, there was a fascinating Twitter exchange that one of our speakers, uh, Per Byland, uh, economist and expert on entrepreneurialism at OS, Oklahoma State University, was involved with. Someone was actually criticizing the free market movement because it was immature and faulting the incompleteness of the coverage of all modalities of care. And and Dr. Byland made it very clear that this person was basically criticizing the immature developing free market because it was immature. And of course, with time, that argument withers because every day, just as James said, someone else joins, whether it's emergency care, proton therapy, bone marrow biopsies, complicated cancer surgeries that are going to be available through a current health. And so the wagons continue to circle this idea. So the folks who are, who are the naysayers shouting, yeah, but what about this thing? You know, what about this? And, and again, their arguments are relevant because uh, it doesn't matter to the patient that we operate on for uh, hernia repair if we don't do dialysis at Surgery Center of Oklahoma. They could care less. Uh, all they care about is that we are providing a service uh, for them uh, to fix their hernia. Mm-hmm. But the, the good news is this movement is, is rapidly becoming all-encompassing. And, and I agree with Dr. Byland. I think it's a cheap shot. To, to criticize this movement for not being all-encompassing because that, that is a character of a fully developed, mature market. And, and this one's still developing. Well, it's like, how is that person even defining a mature market? I mean, that is just a, a you're tossing it into the wind and saying, oh, I'm trying to find an excuse for something, anything to try to belittle what these people are doing here. Some people just, I don't know, they just 
maybe they just don't get it. Maybe they're happy with uh, uh, the broken system, uh, as we covered earlier in the show here. Dr. Smith, you mentioned something that was really, really interesting to me. And, and uh, James, you mentioned um, Jay Kempton's name, co-founder of the FMMA, and he was on a previous podcast episode to kick off uh, our, our season here. Um, kind of told us a story about when he started sending clients to the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, and his phone started ringing off the hook saying, hey, why are these people leaving? And what the heck is the Surgery Center of Oklahoma doing that's so different? And I started laughing uh, and smiling when you mentioned that there are facilities who, in my opinion, have seen the light and are coming to this conference and are coming to engage your organization saying, hey, is this something that we can do too? Are we just beholden to these complex prices? And how do we get into... A, a pricing model and a cost model is associated with it that is more friendly to this type of a movement. I mean, that is, that to me is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it's some of these people come for the right reasons because they're tired of being an accessory to a crime. And some of them are coming because they've had their pocket picked by another FMMA member who is actually honest with the pricing and a patient has left them and gone to my facility or, or another. I also want to point out there are a lot of people that are participating in this movement that remain behind the curtain. They are not showing themselves, but they are participating. They are providing pricing. And there are a lot of hospitals that are matching my pricing, for instance, just to keep the patient from traveling to Oklahoma City and coming back and telling their friends how wonderful it was. So there, there are a lot of closet uh, supporters of this movement. And there are a lot of people that the market is dragging along, kicking and screaming uh, that will not be at this meeting. Uh, mm-hmm. So th- this movement is much more gigantic, I think, than, than we could actually quantify because there are so many people in the shadows that are every day trying to figure out how to deal with it. Right. Well, it's international too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think there are also a number of surgery centers and places out there that I'm getting contacted by on a regular basis. And I know they talk to Dr. Smith too, is they're seeing because the individual's family deductibles have increased so much, it's become pretty apparent that a lot of individuals are not having surgeries or procedures that they could be having. So there's really an opportunity out there to reach out to those people if they can offer a competitive price. So that, that, that's just the market at work because of the way the system has driven people to basically postpone care that they could be having. So right. there's, a, there's a marketing opportunity there. There's an opportunity to create value that will attract those people into your facility. Yeah, and, and you brought up the, um, the, the cost of insurance plans for families. What we, just, we just surpassed $20,000 for a family of four for an average price of a health insurance policy. And some of that, you know, people argue, well, that two thirds of that's covered by an employer. Somebody's going to be paying that money somewhere. And then you bring in a theme we like to talk about being functionally uninsured, right? Well, you can't even afford your deductible in the first place. So why even have a policy? But to know that there's options and there's organizations such as um, uh, yours that are trying to stem the wave of that and, and turn it the other way. So, 
Shifting back to a little bit more about the upcoming conference from the FMMA, give us a little bit of detail, James, of dates, uh, locations, and then how people can, can learn more. Yeah, the conference is going to be in the Dallas area April 30th through May 2nd. And they can go to our website, fmma.org, and see all the details about the conference. The schedule is there. Vendors who might like to be sponsors can, can help sponsor. I think we also, we've done some outreach to offer opportunities for people to give scholarship dollars for medical students. I don't think we've really touched on that, but I think in your last podcast, you were talking to um, the director of the Benjamin Rush Institute. They're a very good partner of ours and they have chapters all over the country. So traditionally they've helped us to reach out to uh, medical students to bring them to our conference. So we would love people to come and donate to that. Even if they can't come to the conference, help a medical student come and learn about these ideas. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, it was my next question to, to ask you guys, but uh, you beat me to the punch there, James. So what, uh, what could a medical student come to this conference? Uh, what's that experience like for them? Well, it's the individual in the room that probably needs the antidote worse than anyone else uh, that would be in the room. Medical students and residents in particular are exposed to all the insanity of socialized medicine, population health, all the other collectivist schemes that are meant to disenfranchise uh, the individual patient and, and get young physicians thinking in terms of group or herd management. And it's a disaster. It's an ethical disaster. It is a necessary step, though, in the indoctrination of young physicians so that they will do what their employer says rather than act in the best interest of the patient. So this is a meeting where radical individualists that are in the room, these are radical advocates for patients. And these are unapologetic defenders of property rights and, and capitalism. Mm-hmm. And, and we see the free market as, as the best way to achieve access for them, you know, the greatest number of people at the best value and, and also simultaneously the best uh, quality of care. That is not the message that medical students and residents are receiving uh, in training. And so, you know, our theme, entrepreneurialism being the antidote to what ails us, uh, the medical students really need to hear that. I did a a Skype interview with a group from Colorado last night, uh, and they were, it's a business group, and they were so moved uh, that they, they basically sat down with their checkbooks and we're sending money in. James, you're going to see that come in here pretty soon. And, uh, you know, our, our goal is to get 25 medical students there and it costs about $700 a piece, uh, just our cost to have them there. Uh, it's a very reachable goal. I think on the website, FMMA, there's actually a running tally that shows you how, how successful we are uh, in achieving that goal. And I would encourage the members of the FMMA to be generous in this effort uh, because there are people who are not members of FMMA uh, all over the country that are starting to send these funds in. And I, I, I would like to see uh, the members step up too and let, you know, let's get 25 medical students there. And then, um, you know, next year be more bold. And I, I would like to see, uh, as Marty McCary suggested to me last year, half of the attendees being medical students and residents uh, next year. And that, that really is, uh, 
that's a reachable goal and that that really is on that's kind of on my on my list of to-dos for next year it's a very noble goal so there it is the call to all current uh, and potential fmma members uh, help send some some uh, medical students to the to the conference this year and help them fight that indoctrination dr smith as as you put it there so it's really cool to see that um, even the outreach groups capturing those young physicians um, before they even get disillusioned with their careers, uh, that that is happening and showing them that there is a, a totally a, a different way to do things that is um, growing pretty rapidly, I would say there. Gentlemen, anything else you want to tell us about the conference coming up or the, uh, the efforts of the FMMA in general going forward? I think we both have a lot of optimism about where we're going, where this movement is heading as an antidote to the really the national narrative that the government needs to do something to fix healthcare. The government has done enough to ruin healthcare for many, many years. <laughs> and so, you know, some of the latest uh, propaganda out there can be confusing for people because they use a lot of the same things that we identify as, as problems with the healthcare system at high administrative costs, too many middlemen in the process. And so the answer that uh, a lot of people are saying is, well, we can eliminate all of the administrative costs if we just have a single payer and, and eliminate all this complexity. But, you know, the reality is the market deals with complexity in every other industry. Complexity is all over the place. So that's not the issue. It's not the problem of multi-payers. It's we, we need to focus on what the market does for every other industry. And I think that's what our members are doing. Healthy competition, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I, I want to move into what we call our Healthcare Americana crystal ball segment. So we're going to ask you, what's next in healthcare from your perspective? Uh, James, you gave us a little bit of preview there from an FMMA uh, standpoint. So Dr. Smith, this one's going to go to you. So gaze into your crystal ball. Where do we go as an industry? And then where does your organization go from here? I'm very optimistic. Uh, I think the industry uh, is going to go the correct way. Uh, I think it may get a little worse before it gets better. But this, this idea of cheaper and better uh, is becoming much more difficult to argue with. Uh, it's always been difficult, even in the old days, 11 years ago, when we put our prices online, it was very difficult for the naysayers to make an argument that was effective at all against cheaper and better. And we now have this vibrant movement that is all over the country. I don't know how many state chapters of the FMMA, it's over 30. And the idea of cheaper and better is out there. The idea that this is something that cannot be done is an idea that's way behind us. Uh, now, there are all of these buried ideas on how to, uh, how to accomplish and what we're doing and how to uh, how to get over the finish line. So the argument has changed and the, and the discussion has changed from a matter of whether this can be done to uh, the various methods uh, to achieve that success. So I'm very optimistic. I believe that uh, this is a year uh, because we are at a tipping point where we will see major hospital systems approach the Free Market Medical Association and basically ask for the members' assistance on how can they join us. Uh, I think this may actually be the year where we see a defection of a major uh, insurance carrier uh, where they actually are, are approaching members 
uh, trying to get involved in this if, if for no other reason than they're concerned about losing clients because the movement has gained such credibility. So the, the power and the beauty of the market is uh, on display uh, and it is, will truly be on display in what I think will be uh, an astonishing meeting in, in Dallas, a real jaw dropper for anyone who's interested in attending. Very nice, very nice. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. And just to recap, uh, that's the Free Market Medical Association annual conference coming up April 30th through May 2nd, Dallas, Texas. For more information, visit fmma.org. Gentlemen, thank you both for tuning in uh, and joining us on Healthcare Americana. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. Wish you the best of luck. Healthcare Americana is powered by Freedom HealthWorks, editing provided by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro. I'm Christopher Habig. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. And hey, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, let us know that too. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.